This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, a week ago, three Fine Gael junior ministers, or ministers of state as they called them, wrote a letter to the Irish Independent. Martin Hayden, Jennifer Carroll McNeil and Peter Burke wanted to make it clear that they believed that there should be a €1,000 tax break for middle-income earners. It looked like a solar run, but clearly it wasn't. What it was, we believe, it was an attempt to position Fine Gael, who aren't doing great in the opinion polls, before the budget in October as the party who looks after Middle Ireland. And that's a huge swathe of the voting population. When he became leader, in fact, the night he became leader, Leo Bradker said he wanted to help the people who get up early in the morning. Well, that was a bit of a boob because a lot of people who aren't uh, middle-income earners get up very early in the morning to go and do very difficult jobs. But it's Middle Ireland, and for the last seven or eight days, this row has rumbled on, and in fact, it's got worse because it turns out that the Taoiseach is on the record now. He's been interviewed and he said, yes, we're in government to look after Middle Ireland. And uh, we're joined now by Fanon Sheehan. Fanon is the Ireland editor of independent newspapers and one of the most interesting and astute observers of what's happening in Leinster House. Fanon, the letter was in itself a bit of a coup. It was an unusual way of doing business. What were they at? Well, it would appear that last Monday morning the the three coalition leaders uh, got up out of bed and and suddenly discovered that that, uh, one party was more equal than the others uh, in terms of the the, the setting out uh, of the budgetary uh, framework uh, that Fine Gael and and when I say Fine Gael, I'm not talking about the, the, the three junior ministers' name, whose names uh, were on this article, the Irish Amendment, I'm talking about more of the party itself, uh, had decided that they were going to very firmly plant a flag 
uh, that said, uh, we are the, the, the party of, of lower taxes. Um, and that's where we want to be, uh, identified. Uh, Leo Varadkar was kind of saying he was generally aware of it, but, you know, hadn't drafted it or, hadn't uh his his staff hadn't written it around like that that's uh, a, a little bit far-fetched uh there now to, to to be honest uh this has a stamp uh, all over of it that uh this was effectively three junior ministers put forward uh to come forward collectively so that it couldn't just be isolated and said that this was a, a solar one or just the individual opinion uh, of one particular junior minister the three of them came forward to, to give it, uh, that status. It wasn't a cabinet minister because that could again, uh, be seen to be kind of, uh, disrupting, uh, collegiality at, at cabinet level, uh, and, and be seen to be kind of a, 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 a direct fissure within the, the cabinet, uh, it, itself. And it would be easier to dismiss. Whereas in, in this case, Quite clearly, three junior ministers enunciating party policy with the blessing uh, of their party leader, who also happens to be the Taoiseach. Yes, and, and the, the, one of the difficult things about this is that the Minister for Finance, who will have to deliver the budget, is uh, Michael McGrath. He's a Fianna Fáil minister, and also that the tax cut, they were very specific, was for full-time workers on €52,000 a year, in the next budget. So where does that leave? Michal Martin has said it was unhelpful. Yeah, Michal, Michal Martin has also spoken about, he's used the word undermined, and it, and it, it very much, he said it undermined the process, but it also undermines the, the minister. I mean, ultimately, Fine Gael have uh, had the finance portfolio for the past 12 years, the past every budget Delivered from, from, uh, 2011 up till 2022, uh, was a Finnegale Minister for Finance. It was, it was, uh, Michael Noonan and then passed over to Pascal Donahue. And, you know, we didn't during that period, uh, see Finnegale ministers behaving in this manner. Now, all, all of a sudden, for the first time uh, in a dozen years, it's a Fianna Fáil Minister for Finance and we have Finnegale ministers collectively coming forward. Uh, and saying that they are enunciating party policy, which the Taoiseach is saying, well, everybody should be aware of this because it's in the, the program for government. But yeah, they were, they were very specific. The, the, they didn't, it wasn't a vague aspirational, uh, notional concept of, well, we need to reduce, uh, taxes. They were very specific. It needs to be, uh, income tax. They weren't going after the rate. They were going after the bans and the credits. They were, and how you target those does actually matter because the manner in which you arrange a, a tax package uh, will benefit particular people in particular ways. And they were saying that they were targeting middle income earners on around about 52 grand. But also you have to bear in mind that would also benefit people who are on, on wages above uh, that level as well. It'll also have, if you were to insert it in the exact way in which these ministers were, were talking about, it would have uh, an impact below that figure as well, but it, it would, it would, it would tail off uh, the lower down that, that, that you went. So if you were having a, if, if, if you were having a Fianna Fáil minister here looking at a, a scenario where he was looking 
to kind of bring about some level of equality between yes. uh, low uh, and middle income earners and perhaps uh, target his package in, in that area. Uh, the, the Fine Gael, uh, option uh, is now more firmly on the table. And you'd have to say it, it's not a million miles away from where they were uh, last year in that if you look at that same cohort of people, they would have benefited to the tune of about 830 euros last year. The Finnegalers are saying a uh, thousand euros upwards this year, given that the tag, given that the budgetary package is expected to be uh, bigger this year. It's not a million miles off, but it does uh, take away Michael McGrath's flexibility. Uh, in terms of targeting that tax package in a different manner, effectively Finnegale are saying, no, we want it done in this particular way, similar to the way that, that we, we did it a year ago. So I suppose that, that does effectively undermine the Minister of Finance. Now, the Minister of Finance, Michael McGrath himself, he said it was unusual. He is correct in, in, in that regard. And he's also pointed to what he, he spoke of as a process. So the process that he was outlining was a, a, a kind of social partnership dialogue followed by a summer economic statement where you set out the broad trust of the budget. Yes. Then you go into bilaterals with ministers over the course of the summer, and then you outline uh, the budget in in October, and it's, it all is revealed. Effectively, Fine Gael, uh, have superseded by that process by saying, this is the outcome that we want to see coming out of this. Yeah, and has it anything to do, I wonder, with an opinion poll? The last one, I think, was that was out, Finan, had Fine Gael on 15% or something, way below where they had been, and quite a way behind Fianna Fáil, and that's a trend. Has, am I wrong in believing you're, you're, that there is a trend there? There's a trend of Fine Gael not performing well in the polls. There, there was one poll that was that was kind of out of kilter with with others and said saying that they were were way down but if you if you take polling figures uh, as a whole across a, a, a number uh, of 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 companies uh, you you do now consistently see finnegal down around about maybe 20% give or take a a, a couple of points uh, sometimes Falling below Fianna Fáil, more often than not above them, very much well below where, where Sinn Féin are at in, in the low, uh, in the low thirties, sometimes, uh, hitting mid, mid thirties. So well below where, where Fine Gael, uh, would uh, aspire to be and, and still in something, uh, of the doldrums, given that they have been, uh, in government again, uh, for, for the past, uh, three years. So they were, Fine Gael were were again in the low twenties uh, back in 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 twenty uh, twenty for for the general election, and despite the the leadership during COVID nineteen, despite the the economic bounce, uh, on precedent levels of budgetary surpluses and, and taxation, uh, full employment returning to the economy once more, they're not getting any electoral reward from that. Uh, there is uh, at the very least. A local European election uh, coming up in 13 months' time, and we are heading into the the, the latter uh, two years of of this government at at best. There's going to have to be an election uh, by by March of of 2025, and Leo Varadkar has expressed the view that it 
it, that that election for him uh, may have to be in the latter stages of, of 2024 because he doesn't want uh, a winter cold weather election which would point towards the, the autumn of, of next year. So the time is kind of running out uh, for Fine Gael to, to lift themselves uh, in the opinion polls. And a, a couple of reasons why that matters uh, now There'll obviously be a concern on their part that you know uh, the, the public uh, have made their mind up on them, and that therefore they're not going to be able to lift themselves uh, out of of this this position unless something dramatic happens. That the housing and health situations are not going to improve substantially within the next uh, within the next two years sufficiently for people to believe that that this government has has performed well on those two key policy uh, areas and also in the local from a local european election perspective th- there is an argument that leo varadkar can't afford a a bad local european elections he did good relatively good european elections last time and that tends yes. to matter with the core finnegal uh, voters but he, he didn't have a great local elections ultimately ended up Blaming Maria Bailey for her her compensation case, Frago coming out in the last week. That was and the, that, that knocked a few points off Finnegale. Was that the one about the swing? That was the famous swing and the, and the fall <laughs> from it. Yeah, swing gate. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The other point uh, that struck me uh, as I followed this over the last few days, that same poll that gave Fine Gael 15% had Micheál Martin as the most popular party leader. Now, there is a kind of paradox here or an anomaly 
Fianna Fáil itself is, doesn't match its leader's popularity. And there are quite a few people in Fianna Fáil. Barry Cowan springs to mind. Jim O'Callaghan's another one. They're not exactly fans of the leader of their party. But the leader of Fianna Fáil is extremely popular in relative terms after his two and a half years as Taoiseach. Yeah, he he was seen to be a, 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 a pretty fair arbiter in terms of the manner in which he he managed the, the coalition uh, and its and its business. Uh, it was a, a a difficult coalition to put together. Two parties who had technically uh, never served together before. Uh, both of them coming off the back of a bad general election, and and the Green Party uh, coming in with their policy agenda as well. Uh, it had a a fraught uh, couple of all. Months uh, with with two resignations from cabinet on on, on the Fianna Fáil side, they were then trying to make their way through uh, COVID nineteen uh, and keep things together. And Michal Martin did kind of grow on the public. You'd have to say, you know, his his experience, both his political experience and his life experience, probably came to the fore, and he won over uh, a, a, a lot of people. But you weren't seeing that return uh, in terms of his party's popularity yes. uh, ratings more in, in terms of, of him personally. You then had that transition to Leo Radker uh, late late last year. And there was a suggestion at that time that maybe from a government stability perspective, they would have been better off leaving Michal Martin in, in place if they wanted to stay put for the full five years. He has consistently said that he, he thinks the government should uh, be able to last for the full full five years. Uh, and now I suppose we are seeing that Leo Varadkar's view of the world is is a bit different to Michal Martin's. He doesn't uh, put that same level of priority uh, on the relations with his coalition partners uh, and on stability within the ranks. You can see here he is quite clearly uh, prioritising uh, his own party brand uh, above that composure within the coalition itself. That can only continue to to deteriorate, can't it? As the the various elections you refer to, local, European, and ultimately a general election, uh, as they come closer, um, I mean, there's something attractive about Leo Varadkar's capacity for directness when he's being interviewed, but there's nothing attractive about the people who he alleges gets up early in the morning. And there are an awful lot of people in trouble in this country, Finon, who are earning a lot less than 52,000 euros a year. He might be barking up the wrong tree there, but it is the Fine Gael tree, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it. I mean, Leverhacker is saying there's no great overarching strategy here uh, that this is just an op-ed from three ministers who are enunciating a policy that wouldn't come as a major surprise uh, to people. But that's that's you, hard, to, to say, hard to swallow, isn't it? Yeah, it, 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 you can take you that know with a bit, of, me. bit of a pinch of salt. You'd have to say this is quite clearly, certainly in terms of uh, the budget and economic outlook, that this is quite clearly Fine Gael positioning themselves in, in, a, in a particular way, identifying what they would regard 
as their cohort of voters and basically saying, well, that's what we are going to prioritise. He's basically saying that also the reason that, that Fine Gael are in this government, that their their core reason is to see that, that Middle Ireland cohort uh, is rewarded. And there is an argument there at the moment, you'd have to say. I mean, the the budgetary coffers uh, are are overflowing. They literally don't yes. know what, what to do uh, with, with the money. You're looking at 65 billion uh, of surpluses over the course of, of three years. Michael McGrath is talking about a, a long-term investment fund paying off some of the surplus uh, and uh, uh, investing additional money uh, in in capital uh, projects. And Varadkar's view and the Finnegan view seems to be, yeah, but you need to give something back uh, to people uh, as well here that uh, that that social welfare recipients uh tend to be the the priority uh and pensioners uh in in each budget uh that there's been a big focus on on one off payments to to help people out with the cost of living but that you need to put some of the the dividend uh from from the the economic growth back into people's pockets and that's the argument that that they're 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 pursuing here. So, you know, there's there. It's not as if the money isn't there. It's not as if there isn't a, a case here that there is going to be a large uh, budgetary package uh, this year. It's more the, the the part of that pie that that Finnegan is now trying to siphon off and say, well, this is our. This is our element of the equation. This is what we want to be associated with. These are the people uh, who we want to see uh, being rewarded and ultimately uh, getting a, a reward from. I suppose that's been the interesting aspect uh, of what's happened in, in the past week, the lengths to which Fine Gael are willing to do that. It's not a case that they're just going to go into negotiations uh, around the table uh, over the, the, the next few months as they discuss what, what's going to emerge from this budget, they want to quite firmly uh, put their stamp on it uh, in, in the public domain. And you'd have to say as well, they're looking at their experience from the last general election and basically saying, yeah, good management of the economy is very important, uh, but the public doesn't reward uh, fiscal prudence. They can look back to 2016 as well, and again, yes. you can turn around and say, got us out of the bailout, the economy is recovering, we need to keep king- things going in that regard, and he got a hiding in, in that election, and that ultimately saw him ousted 12 months later. Varadkar comes along with, with Pascal Dunhu, and they're going into the last general election saying, you can trust us to manage the economy, and again, they got a kick in. Uh, so, you know, what are they going to do third time around? Are they going to do go into the next general election <laughs> with the same message again? I think not. They might go into coalition with Mary Lou MacDonald. And the final question I want to address with you, Finon, and we really appreciate you giving us your time because I know you're very busy. Mary Mac- Lou MacDonald said that the, the, the so-called spat between Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil was to distract the, the public from the real issues. Uh, but we leave that to one side. How are Sinn Féin going to... They're consistently 30%, 31% last time, which I think was a small drop. But they are... How are they going to get into government and capitalise on the numbers and the, the distance they have ahead of the other parties if they can't get into government after the next general election. That is the the kind of... Because there are arguments, are there not, uh, from some in Fianna Fáil 
that they should be willing to coalesce with Sinn Féin. I, I, I wonder, you, I just would like to know, and I'm sure many of our listeners, okay, uh, Sinn Féin are very popular, uh, the most popular party in the country by a distance, but how are they going to get into government? Yeah, here's the problem with with the with the doll uh, seat numbers increasing next time out. You're looking at around about 180 uh, TDs at the next general election. So you're going to need to get to to, to 90 to yeah. get a uh, to get a majority in the doll. And and the difficulty is Sinn Fein. Yeah, do, do doing really well. We're looking at the moment if if the current figures are are matched, we'll come back with. 60, 65 seats on a really good day, maybe heading towards uh, 70 seats. However, you're still going to be 20 short. So if a lot of those seat gains come from the other left-wing parties, well, then they're not uh, options. Uh, if the independence can be difficult to to herd together, then 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 they're not a, a great option either. So you're you're still going to be looking at uh, going into coalition probably with, with Fianna Fáil. Fianna Fáil not on a great ebb at the moment, potentially coming back with even less seats than they have up to now. So let's say Fianna Fáil come back with, with, with 30 seats, Sinn Féin come back with, with, with 65, that there's a comfortable, uh, majority there and you have a coalition government. But it's who will the Fianna Fáil leader be? What will the price, uh, they'll have to pay? be for for going into government and would it effectively hand a large tract uh of the of the the electorate towards finnegale in that finnegale can turn around yes. and and say but during a general election and after a general election we're the only party saying we won't go in with with, with Sinn Féin. so that's a gamble that 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 Fianna Fáil are going to have to take barely was is right i mean this is a distraction this is talking about something that isn't going to happen for another for another five months meanwhile we've got more more pressing yes. issues such as record homelessness however what the past week has quite firmly done is seeing Fine Gael setting the agenda uh, within government and within political discourse uh, quite firmly, whereas they are very often following the agenda uh, that is being set by others, uh, be it people who are uh, attacking government policy or Sinn Féin enunciating their, their own uh, positions. So it's... It's a comfortable place for, for Finnegal to be for the last week. They're effectively the ones who are saying, we're the ones who are, who are going to reduce uh, the taxes that you're paying at the moment. And it's a difficult one for, for other people to attack them on because you, you're uh, effectively saying, well, you know, what tax package would you have in mind? Okay, uh, thank you very much, Fanon, for joining us. It's an interesting little distraction, but it may grow and the budget is to be delivered by a Fianna Fáil Minister for Finance uh, in October. So there'll be a lot more wrangling before that. Thank you very much indeed, Finan Sheehan is Ireland editor of Independent Newspapers and we're very grateful to him, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.